Boy, I, I don't know about you, but uh, this Nord Stream thing really bothers me. Um, I, I'm not sure who did it, but uh, depending on how this thing plays out, this could be World War Three. Are you prepared? Are you prepared even just for what's coming just because of what this government and other governments are doing now to their economies and to their dollars? You prepared? Watch tonight's uh, special, uh, Wednesday night special, 9 p.m. tonight. Uh, I, I would suggest that you at least uh, look into having some food storage. Get yours before the sale ends now at My Patriot Supply. It won't last much longer. You just add to your stockpile. Every family should have three months of food stored uh, just, to, just in case of any kind of an emergency. And you have no idea what could happen next. I think, I think history is proving that to be true once again. Save $200, $250 right now. Go to preparewithglenn.com. Preparewithglenn.com. Go there now. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, there is a real effort underway now to destroy the dollar as the world's reserve currency. It is happening in a pact between uh, the BRICS countries. China and Russia are leading the way. Today, Russia said that they're going to start using cryptocurrency on uh, a lot of their transactions. It'll just bypass everything else. That will just make the argument from the Fed stronger. We need more regulation on Bitcoin and Ethereum. In fact, we might want to rush into getting our own uh, cryptocurrency as a U.S. government just just for safety purposes. Uh Uh-huh. Yesterday, they made a, a pretty big announcement that, yes, we're going forward, but not at this time. Uh Uh-huh. And the uh, British pound may fall below the dollar. We have currencies and inflation that uh, are not looking healthy. Suboptimal. Let's put it that way. Adam Curry is joining us in just a second. He's going to talk about Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, the, uh, the idea of Bitcoin versus the U.S. dollar, the pound, and what all of this means. How do you even prepare for what's coming? Adam Curry joins us in 60 seconds. Michael wrote in about his wife's experience with uh, Relief Factory. She said, my wife was in pain to the point that she was going to need surgery on her back, and it wasn't something she wanted to have to go through. We heard you talking about Relief Factor, and so she decided to give it a try. Amazingly, it worked. She's out of pain, no surgery. 
Jim, thank you for writing in, and, and thank you and your wife for giving Relief Factor a try. It doesn't work for everybody. About 70% of the people who order it go on to order more month after month. That's a pretty good odd. I'm part of that 70%. Please try the three-week quick start developed for you. It's 1995. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered it. 70% of them go on to order more. 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. Or relieffactor.com. 1-800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Welcome to Mr. Adam Curry, the uh, co-host of No Agenda. Hey, Adam, how are you? I'm good, Glenn. Never a boring moment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's a few things going on just today. Uh, By the way, where are you now? I'm I'm in beautiful hill country, Texas, Fredericksburg, where uh, I live. God bless you. Okay, so um, so Adam, yesterday, first of all, love to hear your take on Nord Stream two. Yeah, this. So first of all, this has CIA or us written all over it. I mean, I just don't see. I mean, who else could have done this? And it seems like an out of control administration, which is probably run by intel agencies, would do something like this. And now we're seeing two things. One, um, should have taken Victoria Newland very seriously in 2014 when she said F the EU. I mean, mm. that's exactly what, especially with this blowing up of the Nord Stream. Now, we don't exactly know if there's one and two, but I think they're both inoperable at this point. Yeah. It's unlikely that Russia would do that, of course, because they could just turn it off at the source. Um, this guarantees that Russian gas is not going to come into Europe for a long time, at least not in any kind of volume, even though it was quite low. Um, so we want to screw Russia. I think you and I talked that they already took Russia off SWIFT, which is the international mm-hmm. payment settlement system that the banks use. Mm-hmm. And what we saw when this first started with Europe saying, we don't want your gas, we're going to limit it, we want a price cap, all these things that they were trying to do to just to get rid of dirty Russian fossil fuels so we can transition to the green digital economy. I mean, this is what Queen Ursula von der Leyen said just uh, a week and a half ago. Russia has gas. You can't shut down these gas uh, production plants because if you do, it takes a long time to spin them back up and you will never get the same uh, amount of gas back out uh, as you did previously. So they've been burning the methane uh, at their gas fi- at their gas fields for several months now. And the, uh, the, the Bitcoining community has always looked at uh, burn-offs as a great source of energy on-site mm-hmm. to mine Bitcoin. Right. Uh, and there's many, many companies and projects doing that all over the U.S., Wyoming, Texas, all over the place. So for Russia to say, hey, you know, we need an international uh, payment settlement system, Bitcoin is exactly for that. It works incredibly well for large uh, payment settlements, you know, things that can be done within 10 minutes, so not consumer transactions. And it is immutable, Glenn. It it, it cannot be removed, blocked, or sanctioned by any government at that level whatsoever. If Russia really is serious, and from the reporting it seems like they might be, uh, if they start mining Bitcoin, that will be a game changer. I don't know if they will, but we'll know if they do because it'll start showing up on everybody's radar. That could be a very big uh, uh, competitor to the U.S. dollar. 
So, I, I mean, I think Bitcoin um, is, you know, is the answer to so many of the world's problems. But the United States yesterday just came out and said, uh, you know, digital currencies not going to be anonymous, um, but we're we're moving forward with it. We're going to put it on hold, but we are going to move forward after some more studies. In fact, give me a little clip of what uh, Chairman Powell said yesterday. We think that there are four characteristics of if we were to pursue a CBDC, it would at a minimum have the following four characteristics. First is intermediated. Second is private privacy protected. But third is identity verified. So it would not be anonymous. It would not be an anonymous bearer instrument. And fourth is transferable or interoperable. So so we're, we would be looking to balance privacy protection with identity verification, which is which has to be done, of course, in today's traditional banking system as well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. So, uh, tell me what all that means to the average person. Um, at this point, the way the financial system has been screwed up, there is no there is no way out. Um, so we keep raising rates, and now this is happening all over the world. Uh, the UK screwed it up. Uh, we're seeing that in their currency, and the result of uh, 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 of all of these problems we have, of course, the U.S. dollar is skyrocketing. Everybody wants a dollar. Everybody wants a dollar. Uh, but the uh, uh, the inflation cannot be subdued anymore by raising rates. So the concept of a CBDC, a central bank digital currency, is that the Federal Reserve, that's the you know the commercial banks who sounds like they're part of the government, they uh, are going to control the creation of the money supply digitally, but then they can manipulate that whenever they want, mainly by removing money from you. So um, you'll have $100 in your CBDC wallet, but really it's 18 zeros, I think. And they will be able to devalue the currency or, or increase its value when necessary just by adding or subtracting zeros to your account. They've already, this is in the plans. This is the core function of the central bank digital uh, coin along with the – because it's not anonymous, because they do verification, because um, uh, you will be known – they can determine which of these dollars can do certain things. They're not saying that, of course, but that's built into the protocols. Correct. Um, and and they, they can't do that with Bitcoin. They might be able to do it with something like Ethereum, and I'll just explain very quickly the difference between these two. Bitcoin was the first blockchain digital currency, in my opinion, just like God sometimes works through man's hand with doxers, this is, this is God-given because it is sovereign. It's open. Everyone can see what it does. There's no gaming the system. And it's run by people who just run a Bitcoin node. There's about 40,000 in the world. It should be millions. Um, because of the way Bitcoin was set up, anybody can run it on a Raspberry Pi, like you know, a $100 computer. You can become part of the network. Ethereum, particularly with the change they recently made to make themselves look greener, have essentially put all of the control of Ethereum, and by the way, Ethereum has a CEO, Bitcoin doesn't, um, have put all of that control into six major players who stake, i.e. they put their money uh, into the system uh, to guarantee transactions and that it's all working. In the real world, what that means, if you go and look at what can I buy with Bitcoin, what can I buy with Ethereum, 
Ethereum is pretty much for NFTs and it's for, you know, creating all kinds of financial de- uh, decentralized financial instruments. And it's kind of like a Wall Street. You don't really see things priced with Ethereum. In Bitcoin, though, you can do true micropayments. You can, um, you, if you look online, pay with Bitcoin is everywhere. We as people need to prepare and start just using it. You don't have to invest in it. You know, Bitcoin is it's a commodity. The SEC has even come out and said that versus Ethereum, which is a security, i.e. you're not really buying a currency. You're buying a piece of a stock of a company that is doing stuff. Bitcoin is like gold as a commodity because it takes huge amounts of energy to create it. You can't produce anything without energy. It's just the result is a digital uh, thing that, that can be traded. So it has true value. Learning how to use it, you know, with, with $5 or $10 is going to be very advantageous because you will either want to have certain transactions peer-to-peer um, or international payments that you just will not want the U.S. government to see anymore. I mean, because cash is going to go away, and that's very, very critical. And now, what we're seeing is, sorry. Well, no, I was going to say, you just said you wouldn't want the government to see some of these transactions I mean, Correct. I'm not in. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm. I'm not a drug dealer, Adam yeah, not Curry. Today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not today. No, but and you could be watching the wrong movie. You could be um, uh, purchasing uh, too much meat. You know, but I think that this is where it will truly go. Um, is here's your carbon footprint. When you eat beef, you have more carbon footprint. We really need to regulate how much people are eating beef. So you can do a couple of things. You can find a rancher near you and do some direct transactions. But in that case, you also want to have a way to do that transaction that is quick, that is accountable, and cash may just not be on hand anymore or the amount of cash you need. Uh, that, could ex- that could become illegal. I mean, that, that's more likely than, oh, you're mm-hmm. a drug dealer. No, you're a, you're a beef eater. <laughs> right. That's where, you, know, you need to get on the bugs and the soy. Right. And that, that is the thing that... Um, when you were talking about earlier that it, it can be programmed, it it can say you only get uh, so much beef, and once you've hit that limit, it automatically will not buy beef. You Correct. can't buy gas on a certain day. This is the way that they make the um, uh, modern monetary theory work. If they they feel they have to yeah right yeah they, they 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 got they jumped in they went with it and now they have to continue it correct and so and, you have and, you have a stimulus package you'll just have a hundred dollars in your Bitcoin account from the Federal Reserve and the you'll just go to your Federal Reserve Bitcoin account and you'll have twenty four hours to spend it so spend it whatever you want but they want that stimulus right now. When they have to pull things back because prices are going up, they just say, can't buy that now. And everything points towards the carbon market. This is what Europe announced. Uh, They're reopening or reestablishing their carbon markets so that you can trade carbon credits, not just on a corporate, but on individual level. Um, uh, And by the way, I think uh, just having listened to Madame Fifi Lagarde uh, over there at uh, Atlantic Council about the European digital euro, I think that's going to come very quick. They're going to go very fast. They're in deep, deep trouble. And, and she's now just saying, yeah, 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 we're going to do this. You know, we're going to get this going. And here's the parameters. It, it will happen. Um, and, and so it will be not just your, 
you've been outlawed, but your whole life will be based around carbon. I mean, this is the most convincing argument they have. Carbon, and by the way, it used to be carbon dioxide. It's turned into carbon somehow. Uh, carbon is killing the world. Uh, we're, we're the ones responsible for it. Here's your budget for the year. Fill it in the way you want. You want to eat beef, you eat beef, but you may not be able to drive. So it's going to be more based on that, and people will have to will be told to take responsibility by keep by staying within your carbon limits. That I think is where it seems most logical because they have all those pieces in uh, on the table. Uh, Adam, uh, I'm going to take a one minute break, and when we come back, I, I would like to ask you the most likely time frame of of all of this. When does when does this become um, a reality? In 60 seconds. Sometimes it feels like finding a good real estate agent is like finding a sharp needle in a haystack full with, uh, filled with dull needles. Here's a hint. If your real estate agent doubles as a Walmart greeter or is this a part-time job, yeah, not, not, a good, not a good bet. I used to get really frustrated dealing with mediocre real estate agents and not knowing what makes a good one. Well, I don't know. I like her. I like her. I like him. He's nice. Easy to talk to. That doesn't make a good real estate agent. Realestateagentsitrust.com is my company. It's a free service to you, and it pairs you up with the best agents, both in your area that you're moving from and the one you're moving to. These agents know all of the best practices, the tips and the tricks that will turn your house selling and buying experience into success. Your situation is unique. It needs the touch of an expert. Check them out. Free service to you, realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So back with Adam Curry. Um, Adam, uh, what what do you think the timeline is before this is a reality? Well, I am under no illusion that they haven't been preparing this central bank digital currency for a long time. Right. Uh, typically, when it comes to digital stuff like this and telecommunications, I'm, whenever I talk to someone who has been in an agency or knows things, I'm like, wow, you guys were looking at the effects of social networking in the 70s, really? Uh, and they have. You know, so I think they may be much further along than they're, than they're letting on. Um, so 2023 would be the optimal. And this is, this is not the right time, obviously, certainly for the dollar with the elections, Europe, may, I don't think Europe will get it done before the end of the year either. But in 2023, I expect these things to happen. More importantly, uh, back home just yesterday, an $80 million investment was announced purely for marketing since the system doesn't take much more. Um, of strike and strike is there's a beautiful what we call layer two to bitcoin called the lightning network and the lightning network allow it's you can it's an analogy to venmo it's like venmo for bitcoin you have it on your phone you got a couple hundred bucks in there you can connect it to your bank or you can load it up however you want to do it and you can make peer-to-peer payments you know as small as a, a hundredth of a penny if you want to it's completely programmable, scriptable. You know, you can do anything you want with it. You don't need permission to use it. And they, uh, they actually, um, uh, the strike with Jack Mahler's is uh, this young man's name. He happens to be part of a very famous Chicago uh, commodities family. So they understand commodities, which Bitcoin is. 
Um, and they have had a lot of success in El Salvador and other South American countries for cross-border payments. Um, so you can literally get the strike wallet today um, and you can load up a wallet, charge it, you know, uh, connect it to your bank if you want to. Uh, you can always disconnect it and learn how to use it. Learn. And then when the clamps come down, which I think they will, um, you'll already know how to, how to use it. You may have a little bit of Bitcoin and you'll be able to live sovereign with some sovereignty as things start to crumble. Will that be needed in 2023? Maybe. I don't know. I do a lot in Bitcoin already and people should do that too. Just to be ready, it's no better or worse than getting some food in the house and some water and mm -hmm. some ammo. You just need to have these things as part of your arsenal. It's crazy how many people here in Hill Country, like, you know, we got my, my boy Paul who does the septic tank and Eric who mows mm -hmm. the lawn, and they're all coming up and saying, hey, man, explain, uh, explain Bitcoin to me. And I'm happy to do it. And, there, and so now we transact that way. This um, is what we need to do. Parallel economy. Um, Adam, I've got 45 seconds left. Um, let me end where we began. Do you think this Nord Stream 2 leads into war? Or, or let me ask it this way. Do you believe that this is our generation's Cuban missile crisis? Yes. Propagated by many of the very same people uh, <laughs> on both mm -hmm. sides of the equation. Uh, this will be a Wikipedia page in the future, but global war, nuclear war, no. Financial, it's a currency war. It, that's how it's going to go down. Mm. Adam Curry, thank you very much. Always good talking to you. Thanks, Adam. Likewise, Glenn. Sure. Uh, Co-host of No Agenda. You can find him. His uh, website is adam.curry.com, and you can follow him on Twitter at Adam Curry. Uh, all right. Coming up in just a second, we're going to Tampa to get the the latest from our affiliate WFLA. Uh, we have Ryan Gorman uh, who does a program on WFLA and we'll have him uh, tell us what's going on. We have, I mean, our show started in, in Tampa and we have a lot of people. In fact, our newsletter was late this morning because the guy who uh, assembles our newsletter lives in Tampa. Uh, Nick Daly, who does the music that you're hearing here along with Sam Carden, Nick lives in uh, Tampa as well. In fact, we just called him a few minutes ago and he said the eye of the hurricane is literally over his house. And we're like, why are you still in your house, dude? Um, we're going to we'll find out what's happening in Tampa as it comes ashore. And if you'd like to help out, go to mercuryone.org. Our emergency funds, our emergency disaster funds, please donate now. Mercuryone.org. The Glenn Beck Program. Your dog may be domesticated, but his or her digestive system is uh, most definitely not. Just like any animal, your dog's body knows when it's getting the nutrient it needs and when it isn't. Ever see them eat grass? Ever see them eat, you know, their own business? There's a reason for all of that. Kibble food is lacking so much of what they, uh, what they need. And the reason why is because the government makes it so you have to have it on the shelf for two years without it going bad. Okay, that means you have to cook out everything that is good in it. It's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, I mean, that's rough greens, not your kibble food. You put rough greens on top of your kibble food, and it has everything that's, if it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in rough greens. 
They want to make sure that your dog likes it, so they're going to give you a quick uh, trial bag for free. You just pay for shipping at roughgreens.com slash Beck, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. Watch the difference in your dog. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Back to back tonight, Stu Does America and Glenn TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. We want to check in with Ryan Gorman. He is the host of The Ryan Gorman Show on WFLA in Tampa, Florida. Hurricane Ian is uh, coming on shore now, and we wanted to see how things were shaping up. Ryan, how are you? We're doing good here in the Tampa Bay area. It looks like uh, the worst-case scenario for us is not going to unfold, but unfortunately for our friends down uh, from Sarasota to Fort Myers, uh, they are mm. going to be experiencing a rough one coming up here over the next few hours. So t- tell me what, you know, what they're t- saying is going to happen. What is it? What is life going to be like down there? Uh, well, I mean, we're looking at potentially catastrophic damage because what happened was, you know, if you go back to the 2 a.m. advisory in the middle of the night, the storm was a, still a strong storm, Category 3, about 120 miles per hour, maximum sustained winds. But then come uh, 7 a.m., uh, we started to get these updates that the storm had really strengthened. And now you have a storm that's basically a Category 5 hurricane. Uh, the maximum sustained winds, last I checked, were 155 miles per hour. Jeez. So a big increase. And, and 157 miles per hour is a Category 5. So it's technically a four right now, but once you get to that point, you're splitting hairs. And the amount of storm surge that is likely going to hit that that Naples area north uh, between Sarasota and Naples, you're talking uh, upwards of 10 feet, uh, some areas even close to perhaps 16 feet of storm surge. So those those barrier islands along the coast, I mean, you're going to see some areas wiped out and if if michael hurricane michael a couple of years ago was any indication what that did to the panhandle um that's unfortunately what we can probably expect in a more populated area down in southwest florida so i grew up in the pacific northwest and i remember when um mount st helens was about to explode and there was a guy who lived on the side of the mountain and the story night after night was, you know, why move off the mountain? He's like, this mountain and I, I grow up here. I was born on this mountain and nothing's going to happen to me. This mountain is like uh, like my mama and uh, she's going to take care of me. And that guy died. He blew up. Um, and we all thought that guy was nuts, but he had a right to do it. Uh, people are now talking, especially Washington, D.C., are talking about, you know, people have got to listen to the experts. They got to listen to the experts. Do you know a lot of people that are not listening to the experts there? Well, I don't think it's that. If you go back a little more than 24 hours ago, the track, and I will say the experts who have been tracking this storm, they've generally had it right. I mean, some of these wobbles that you see, very hard to predict, but it can make all the difference in the world. Um, So 24 hours ago when I was on in the morning doing hurricane coverage then, the focus was on Tampa Bay. And the storm having a direct impact on Tampa Bay, which would have been a worst case scenario for us, uh, because, as you know, from broadcasting here in Tampa Bay for so many years, uh, you know, that water starts to come in. It's got nowhere to go. It's a real problem. A lot of low lying areas, huge population. Um, So if you were in 
Sarasota, Fort Myers, Naples, uh, you knew you were probably going to feel some of the effects of the storm, but you weren't that concerned about it. But within 24 hours, the game has completely changed. The storm is going to be stronger than expected as it makes landfall here in the next hour or so. And if you're in those areas and you didn't evacuate, you've got a real problem on your hands. So mm. that's why, you know, there were those warnings for uh, such an extended area for people to take this seriously. And that's why, you know, a lot of people, if nothing happens, then they say, ah, I shouldn't have listened. But you just never know. I mean, over the past 24 hours, things have shifted, uh, again, from a miles perspective, not a lot. But it makes a big difference in that local area where the direct impact is. How's the governor doing? How's Florida prepared? I think Florida has been well prepared. We've been through this before. Governor DeSantis was uh, through this during Hurricane Michael. I I think if you go back and look at the governors here in Florida, whether it was uh, Governor Bush or uh, Governor uh, Scott, Rick Scott, when he was governor here, Governor DeSantis, they've all handled these kinds of situations really well. There seems to be cooperation between uh, state leadership and the White House and FEMA, which is good because you certainly don't want politics getting in the middle of anything right now. So uh, at the state, local, and even federal level, it seems like um, everything is working. And it's just unfortunate, you know, when you step back and you see how things work in a situation like this, it's just a shame that it can't work like that more often, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Ryan, thank you so much. Uh, Ryan is uh, the host of his own show, the Ryan Gorman Show, on WFLA. Uh, that has always been considered our flagship uh, radio station. And uh, our thoughts and prayers are with all of you on the uh, Gulf Coast of Florida today. Thank you so much, Ryan. By the thank way, you. if you want to uh, help out Mercury One and our partners are already staged in Florida, waiting for the storm to hit and start to move out, We will be there to uh, help rebuild, clean up, uh, provide electricity, anything that we can do. But we really need your help. If you're not affected by the storm, uh, please donate now at uh, mercuryone.org. That's mercuryone.org. I wanted to give you one more story that um, is really disturbing, but I believe to be absolutely true. First of all, the guy who is saying this is um, a pretty credible journalist. Uh, And uh, this is all the kind of stuff that was changed after the uh, 2008 crash. What you didn't most likely pay attention to, um, we did. And what we paid attention to were the changes that the banks were making for depositors. You are the last in the line to get your money now. You're not the first. You're the last. Uh, now, Will uh, Salatin, I think that's how you say his name. Is that right? Salatin? Uh, he now has accused Citibank of permanently locking some customers out of their bank accounts, even if they show up with an ID. He writes, several weeks ago, I learned that Citibank locks some customers out of their accounts and refuses to release their money, even if they show up with ID. This week, Citi sent an email explicitly affirming its rights to do this without cause. He tweeted later, your money is not safe at Citibank. I would say your money is not safe in most banks. When I say that, I want you to know 
the Department of Homeland Security has made it very, very clear that in a time of an emergency, anyone who is telling you this information will need to be shut down because it will cause panic and run on the bank uh, and uh, you will lose confidence in our bank. Like I could say anything that could help you lose confidence in our banks. It's already gone, guys. Um, but I, I want you to know there will come a time where I will not be saying these things because I've already said them and you need to pay attention. City in the email says we reserve the right to close an account at any time and for any reason with or without cause. We reserve the right to close an account at any time for any reason with or without cause. Hmm. Uh, the procedure, the account closure procedure takes 30 to 60 days. However, they freeze your uh, account. City will only return the funds that they deem as belonging to the customer. What does that mean? What do you mean they deem what belongs to the customer? I don't know. It was in my account. Did Peter Rabbit come hopping through and put all that money in there? What do you mean? It doesn't belong to me. Warning. Warning. Everything you thought you could count on, you won't be able to. Everything you thought was solid will be liquid. The world will be turned upside down and inside out. Good will be bad. Bad will be good. We are here. Please take the time to prepare yourself, at least mentally, and then look at the things that you can do. Tonight at 9 p.m., I'm doing a, uh, a special that you don't want to miss. Uh, it is, it's, on, it's on our economy. We are intentionally being destroyed. And I don't mean the United States. I mean the entire West. We are being destroyed. The American economy is on the brink of disaster after less than two years of Democrat-controlled Congress and the White House. They have much more destruction that has to come. But the bottom line is they're getting you used to a lower living standard. Remember when we had COVID before, before anything, really, we were still dealing with the actual COVID, trying to figure out what it was. And they were saying, it's a great reset and we won't be going back to normal from here. Remember that? Everybody was saying, got to get used to the new normal. Well, what is that new normal? That new normal is you can't get things on demand anymore. The new normal is, well, you just can't get it anymore. Uh, go ahead. Well, you can't really buy a car, so you should take care of the one that you have. All of this is part of what is coming. A lower living standard, a much lower living standard. If you look at what has happened uh, on the books, the trillions of dollars that have been lost now just in the last few weeks on the stock market. And how the people who, you know, oh, the richest 10%, they got all that money. They've lost $8 trillion in the last couple of uh, weeks. $8 trillion in value on the stock market. 
that is, the, these are the people that build jobs, uh, create jobs, run businesses. How do you prepare? Tonight, it's a roundtable. I'm bringing in some experts. Uh, what will food and fuel cost in the months ahead? What is their worst, most likely worst case scenario and their most likely best case scenario? What do those look like? What does it mean when the Fed hides a white paper report, for internal report, that says we're headed for a depression and they hide it? What does a depression even look like? How will we feel the effects of ESG and the left's war on oil? And what happens if we go to war? Join me tonight for Pain is the Point. How to Survive Biden's Hell Economy. That's tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on blazetv.com and Blaze TV YouTube. Right after a brand new Stooge of America. Am I in your stupid show today? You are. Oh, jeez. I'm very excited about it. I hate going on your show. Oh, we have a great time. I hate it. It's a great time. You're always so interesting. And you know, I, so I look forward to it every you, week. You get people who just wa- you know are watching your show, and they're like, "He hates, he hates you, Stu, <laughs> right? Don't yeah, you?" Oh yeah, they, they yeah. There are people that don't necessarily understand yeah. that how much you absolutely love me in reality. Yeah, and how much I love Charles Grodin. Oh yeah, and Charles Grodin <laughs> was the same kind of guest that I am on with Stu. He just, you know, just uh, so uh, tell me about your new book. It's out. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I just try to make it as uncomfortable for Stu as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you always succeed. So thank I, you for that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think I've made you very, very uncomfortable <laughs> as a broadcaster. All right. Let me tell you about Car Shield. Mero just saying about buying a new car. Hey, how's that new car? Oh, I love the car that is still in Michigan somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's a great. I haven't seen You're it. You're going yet. on a year and two months? Uh, I'm over. Yes, I'm over a year yeah. and one month now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm coming up on a year and two. Congratulations! Yeah, Fourteen uh, months. That's that's about the, the what to we get a expect. car. Expect to live in a third world country. Hmm. Things are going to get like this, but so we have to take care of the things that we have, and even parts are becoming more expensive. Car Shield offers protection plans for around a hundred dollars a month. All you have to do is choose the mechanic to do the work, and CarShield administrators do everything else. You can count on CarShield also to take care of you when you're on the side of the road, and you're like, yeah, okay, now what? Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. So lock in your price today, and it'll never go up. CarShield, it has my back when my trucks go down. They can have your back as well. Get coverage like I have. Go to carshield.com slash Beck or call 800-391-8888. 800-391-8888. It's carshield.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. During the break, I just got some new information on the Nord Stream uh, attack, the pipelines, uh, and I'll explain that to you coming up in in just a second. There's two stories that I think are interesting. One's in the Hill. Um, Juan Williams, 
through uh, his, you know, his heavy analysis, uh, you know, on uh, the, the race for the Senate. He's going he's all in for Evan McMuffin. And uh, that's against uh, Senator Lee. And the reason why he said, I think McMuffin has the 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 plan for the future. You know, he's just he's not either party. You know, the Democrats. He's a Democrat. I mean, ran is running his campaign. The Democrats are the ones behind him. He's saying, you know, he's trying to act like he's not. A de- I mean, the Democrats didn't even run a candidate against him. If he was an actual independent, the Democrats would be trying to get votes against him. So I think not. the biggest saying vote for McMullen, which, by the way, stop calling him McMuffin because people like McMuffins. You're, you're giving him a positive association. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. OK. And and, uh, you know, I, I think the point of this story is. Juan Williams is still on air someplace. Um, now, the the former liberal prime minister of Italy, Matteo Renzi, has come out and said the, that the new prime minister is a danger to democracy, that she's a fascist. He said, look, I'm against her. I'm not her best friend. We both grew up in politics and we're rivals and always will be. But she's not a fascist and this is not the rise of fascism and that is fake news absolute fake news that's the former prime minister in the opposing party who's telling you the truth line back program